This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there, it's Saturday quiz time again, thanks for joining me. My name is John Leary and on this podcast I ask the questions and a different pair of guests each week try to answer them. My first guest is appearing on the show for the second time. She is an award-winning comedian and podcast host who studied English literature at an international university. And my second guest is appearing on the show for the first time. He is also an award-winning comedian and podcast host who studied English literature at an international university. Welcome to the show, (laughs) Alice Fraser and Sammy Shah. Hello. Take that, economics and maths and business majors. (laughs) Where where are your careers now? Look at us living it up on a podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Now, where where did you go? Alice, you went to Cambridge, correct? Yes, I went to Cambridge University in the UK, uh, which was a lovely time. Uh, It was one of those things as a nerdy book kid. I just sort of spent the whole time wandering around in a bit of a daze being like, this is a book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, inside a book. And Sammy... University of Virginia? Is That's that right, right, the uh, Cambridge of uh, Virginia, uh, as it's <laughs> quite often called. Uh, but to be honest, probably more the Oxford of Virginia than the Cambridge of Virginia. But yeah, I, w- I was there. I went there to study computer science, uh, as a good Pakistani boy does. Um, and then I basically spent the next four years getting a degree in English literature and creative writing uh, while lying to my parents about the computer science thing and them not finding out for many years, you know, many, many years indeed, because I, I set up a fake university website into which they could log in and check my my computer science uh, grades. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And that is all the computer science you need. You were doing Michelle. the computer science component. Yeah. This is back Brilliant. when you could set up a website using Blogger or whatever. But the end yeah. result was uh, that I did manage to get my English degree. And in retrospect, I, my life would probably have been better served if I'd listened to them, gotten a computer science degree and would not be right now shilling on Patreon for rent. <laughs> <laughs> we're all doing it. It's okay. Do you reckon you have an area of expertise when it comes to the quiz? I want to say federal politics or state politics or something like that. But like, look, if anything geek centric, particularly Marvel centric, I'm your man. Anything outside of that, okay. it's a 50-50 chance. There's, uh, there's not a lot of Marvel questions in this week's quiz. No, as opposed to admit. the other weeks when you're just yeah. Marvel heavy, <laughs> as we know. <laughs> Indeed. Sammy, I admire your stomach for... Uh, Politics for following politics. I, I genuinely just launched this year a, a spin-off podcast from the Bugle podcast because I love doing satire, but I loathe politics. I think what it is, Alice, is I'm addicted to acid reflux. <laughs> I just like the taste of it now. <laughs> I need to get my hit every week. Well, for me, it's just that there's the same people making the same annoying mistakes again Absolutely. and again. And being rewarded so for it. true. It's hard to yeah. write different jokes about them every time, but you seem to manage. And I Thank admire you very that much. You. And it's not doing it once a week. The problem was that for a while there, I was doing the news quiz. That's the And issue. a daily show. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally uh, a, a rash 
National Fear or The Bugle, so I would have to write four sets of yeah. different jokes about the same annoying thing. You were yeah. living the life, Alice, of a Canberra <laughs> journalist, of, of, a, of, a, of a Canberra gallery journalist, basically with the deep immersion into Australian politics and global politics. And, <laughs> and as we know, um, uh, you know, just mental health issues are very high in that cohort. So it's, it's, it's a good thing you pulled the plug on that entire experiment. When Genuinely you heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. There is a federal politics question in this week's quiz. But fortunately, (laughs) or maybe unfortunately, I'm not sure, it's not about contemporary politics. Mm. So... We'll see how we go when we so get. The answer there. is Harold Holt. Yes, it's always <laughs> it's not Harold Holt, <laughs> but, but you're not a million miles away. Um, he is. We don't he, know. Well, he is could he? Be, we don't know. He could be right off the coast, yeah. still decomposing in the shark's belly for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out what that and all the other questions are right after this. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. My guests are Alice Fraser and Sammy Shah. All right, let's start with question number one. Here we go. The name of which type of coat derives from that of the Belgian town where the coat fabric originated? Which type of coat derive from? Are, are, are Belgians known for their coats? I thought there is waffles and the Congo. <laughs> Yeah, they are known for those things, but they're known for this fabric. Alice is definitely on the verge of something. Neem, right? Is it? No, no it's not den. It's not denim. Oh no, you mean like like denim, like denim? No, 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 no. Then it's then it's if it's not denim, there's another yeah, one. Yeah, these are coats that um, are that are pretty common in. Well, they were common in the the Royal Navy in the British the Royal coat. Navy. It's a duffel coat. Correct. Ah, so there's a town called Duffel. There's a town called Duffel, and they produce a kind of heavy woolen cloth mm-hmm. there, and that is the cloth that turned into duffel coats. Although I must say, I do wish it had been denim, because denim coats, I think, especially the Royal British Navy just setting off to fight World War II in, royal, in, in denim coats would look freaking awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure denim is like or name is a is, anyway. That uh, the, yeah, I think another that's etymology. In French, that is yeah. Like, okay, mm, that makes a sense. Yeah, that makes Nearby. a sense. I say, <laughs> making sense myself. <laughs> All right, question number two. Meghan Markle celebrated turning forty this month by announcing Forty Times Forty, a new charitable campaign, in a humorous video with which Nine Perfect Strangers star. Nine Perfect Strangers is... Yeah, I know, you know that I know, new show? I know of the TV show Perfect Strangers with Balky. <laughs> uh, sometimes the world looks perfect. That was a great show. I haven't that seen was That was a great show. I'm yeah. so glad you think so because I really loved that show. Yeah, when I, when I heard that they were making this, uh, I thought possibly it was a reboot, but unfortunately it's not. I'm definitely not going to get this. The only face I recognise is in the nine perfect strangers that I have scrolled past on a streaming service uh, was Nicole Kidman because it looks like she's either had 
bad Photoshop or too much <laughs> surgery uh, in that photo. And I always stop yeah. and I think that's a, little, a, a little very bit strange both, looking maybe. hair. I do remember this only because for some unknown reason, uh, a lot of people were commenting on it in my Twitter feed. I didn't realize that I had a huge overlap between, and I'm, I'm a, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of Meghan Markle, uh, but I, 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 I'm not, I'm, I like her a lot more than I like the rest of the royal family. Let me put it this way. Um, right. And so it was surprising <laughs> to me that this happened, that, you know, people talking about it so much. Um, I think it's also because it's uh, an alliteration thing. So Meghan Markle and I believe it's Melissa McCarthy. You are uh, correct. There it is we go. Melissa That's McCarthy. why I remembered it. That's right. They called it 40 yeah. times 40 rather than 4 times M. I shouldn't have said too much plastic <laughs> surgery about uh, Nicole Kidman. She has exactly the right amount of plastic surgery to look the way she does. <laughs> exactly. She does have exactly the right amount of plastic surgery to is look Is it bad way. to shame plastic surgery now? Well, you know, I, I feel I believe in bodily autonomy. I believe That's that people true. should be allowed to do whatever they want with their Including bodies. their faces. As any anti-vaxxer says, my body, my choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just... I live in the eastern suburbs of, of Sydney where you can't quite tell what age a woman is until she comes within a certain radius. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're not allowed to get at the mm. moment. You have to keep... True. Yeah. Do you know who else is in the show in Nine Perfect Strangers? Is, does it have a cameo from Balky? All I want to <laughs> no, know. No, there's is, no Balky one playing... <laughs> Cousin Larry make a cameo. I wish. I really do wish there was a crossover. Mm. I'm a big fan of that mm. show. Anyway, question number three. Name the winner of the 2021 Miles Franken Literary Award. Ooh. Oh, um, Sammy, you got to yeah. know this. You're the writer. Bugger, bugger, bugger. So are you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Miles Franken Literary Award. The winner was, uh, I, I, I can see the cover of the book. I can see the cover oh. of the book in my head. Can you, can, uh, do you know the title of the book? It wasn't Alice Pung. No, that's right. No, um, it was there. There was uh, there was a, it was a Tasmanian a, author. Yes, very well done. That it was, was a Tasmanian author. There was a Tasmanian well, author. Was, a woman. was it the Was it the Inland Sea? The name of the book? No, no, that's not the name of the book. Right, I'm thinking of the wrong book. Then I'm thinking. Is it, okay. it Tasmanian? She was a woman. Yeah, uh, A L are her initials. And the book was called Labyrinth. Oh, that's it. I, yeah, it's the white cover. It's got the blue ocean kind of picture on it. Uh, Amanda. Yes. Uh, uh, it, it is Amanda. Yeah. It's an Amanda uh, Lawson. L. Uh, Amanda Lowry. Lowry, yeah. Very well done. High you five. got there. Sammy, there we well done. Together you got yeah. there. Teamwork makes the dream work. Amanda Lowry. It's her seventh novel. And wow. It's about a woman who moves from Sydney to somewhere on the south coast of New South Wales to be closer to her son who is serving a life sentence in prison. You know, I always get really happy whenever someone wins an award for the, or their first major award. I don't know if this is the first major award, I'm assuming, but for their seventh book or their tenth book. It just means yeah. don't give up, keep trying, and, and yeah. sometimes you succeed. It's very much uh, it's in line with what Geraldine uh, Hickey said in when she won the best comedy at the Melbourne Comedy Festival this year, which is, you know, you reach that point where you're like, it's not worth it. And then you just persevere, and sometimes it is worth it. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> nice. I yeah, it's surprising it's how often. <laughs> surprising how how often people who get suddenly discovered have been working really hard for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly right. Well done, yes, and well done to Amanda. All right, question number four: How many stripes are on the flag of Thailand? And there's a bonus point mm. for naming the colours of the flag. 
Tummy stripes on the flag of Thailand. Yeah. I can't even visualize the Thai flag suddenly in my head. The whole thing's gone blank. It's, it's, it's green, right, in the middle? No, it's not green. No. There's a, there's a dark stripe in the middle and then there's red on the outside and then there's two white stripes, so five stripes. There are five stripes, correct. I don't know what the so, colors are. And the colors would then be red, uh, red, blue, and blue or black, right? I don't think it's black. I'm pretty sure very few flags are black, so I'm going blue. Red, blue, yeah, yellow, green. Uh, no, you, you, you got it. Is it, red, it white, is, and blue? Yeah, it's red, white, and blue. Oh, why did you do that? Yeah, <laughs> turns out I'm blue, green, colorblind, and I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was adopted in 1917 when um, Thailand was previously known as Siam, mm-hmm. and yeah, the the flag is red, white, and blue. Apparently. To show solidarity with the Allies in World War One, after King Rama the Sixth declared war on Germany earlier that year. Ah, famously portrayed that? by Yul Brenner in the movie King and I. No, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not sure which king he he was uh, portraying. But... Well, the current king of Thailand is uh, hanging out in Berlin, isn't it? He's oh, hanging. He? He's also hanging, literally hanging out. Yeah, the he's time, having so. a real lovely time. He's declared <laughs> yeah. war on Germany with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's one of the few uh, men I've seen who can really pull off a crop top. So you know, all power to it. And just like that, both Alice and I have guaranteed we can never go to Thailand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I didn't. I didn't realize until I was doing research that Thailand, Siam, as it was, then, mm. was part of World War One. I'm just like disappointed a, with the flag. I would have thought Thailand would be a country with a far more interesting flag than that. Well, they prior to this, they prior to 1917, they started with just a red flag, just mm-hmm. a red ra- rectangle, and then they they adopted a sort of it's called a chakra. It's like a right. kind of, circular kind of thing in the middle and then they added a symbol of an elephant in the middle of that shark exactly no, yeah, that yeah. that's like exactly what i would imagine that yeah. flag yeah and then but then apparently there was some i'm not sure if it was this same king but it might have been maybe another king rama he had seen the flag flying upside down and he was very distressed about that so that's why he said, no, 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 look, we've got to have horizontal stripes uh, so that it can be upside down or it doesn't matter. And originally it was a, a skinny red stripe with a skinny white stripe on either side of, of a big red stripe in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then in 1917 they changed the red stripe, the central red stripe, oh. into a blue stripe. That means you can make your flag out of deconstructed other people's flags. Because I think red, white, and blue are, is a fairly common set of flag yeah. colors. So in terms of yeah. manufacturing at the same factory as the US or the UK or Australia or New Zealand, you get you get more options. And even France. Uh, and You can white label um, it in terms yeah. of your flag production facilities. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number five. Mm. Who was the only Australian prime minister from Western Australia? Mm, we know the answer oh, isn't Harold, Harold Holt. Holt. Yeah. yeah, it's not Harold Holt. Oh, I don't know. Always, they always want to secede, don't they, the Western Australians? I mean, these days they really have got some wind under the under their wings about that after Prime Minister Scott Morrison called them crudes 
or whatever <laughs> blooming cartoon reference he made. Um, especially when Cloudy with the yeah. Chance of Meatballs was right there. But um, WA based Prime Minister. Yeah, he's the only one. You'd think he would have come up at some point in my four years in WA because they, they love bringing up the, you oh. know, like WA is one of those places which I love about it, which is, is you know, loves bringing up anyone who makes it national. It's it feels yeah. so isolated that anyone who makes it big on the national stage yeah, is you automatically. Yeah, think huge. about their big parks. Um, yeah, yeah, and what King's they're Park. called. Was there a man named King? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, but there there is if you um if you have a little think about things that are named after politicians in Western Australia, Margaret. Um, uh, uh, Crystal meth Um, no, no, um, no, universities that are that are named. Oh, okay. See, now wait, my friend went to uh, the University of Western Australia, and in their front entrance, there is a statue of the gardener, um, who landscaped their gardener, yeah, who landscaped the university grounds. And I've always thought that is like incredibly cool. I don't know if it's true or not. But I know who it is. I figured it out. Yeah, you've got it now, Sammy. It's not UWA. It's it's Curtin. So uh, it is. I don't know his full name, but Mr. Curtin, Prime Minister John. Curtin. John. They're all called John. John. They are yeah, all called John. John. His name is John. Curtin. There we go. My name is John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Curtin. There we go. Look He's fascinating. He became Prime Minister in 1941 after the 1940 election delivered a hung parliament to the Menzies-led coalition. But after losing support of his own party, Menzies resigned and was replaced by Arthur Fadden of the Country Party, whose government only lasted 40 days before two independents, Arthur Cole and Alexander Wilson, joined with Labor to vote down Fadden's budget. And the Governor-General at the time, Lord Gowrie, was reluctant to dissolve the Parliament after only a year in the middle of a war. So instead, he named Curtin as Prime Minister. I feel like uh, when you started this by saying in- fascinating, you, you're not <laughs> clear on the meaning of the word fascinating. I would rather have heard the origins of the Thai flag yet again than that fucking nonsense. Well, I think that's incredible that he kind of stumbled into oh, the, like every other Prime Minister in Australia since like I've every been other Prime Minister in the yeah, last that nine is years. The great but, privilege of living in Australia, such a wealthy country, such a yeah. such a stable country, is that our politics gets to be this fucking boring. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah. a delight. Yeah. But it, he, he did end up being a very good Prime Minister and in the 1943 election he led Labor to its greatest ever victory, winning two-thirds of the seats in the lower house and 22 out of 36 in the Senate. The last time Labour ever did anything worthwhile in federal politics in Australia, (laughs) basically. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, that's John Curtin. Good on him. Mm, Good on him indeed. And good on you for getting it correct. Well done. There's only two universities there. No, there's several universities there. But, yeah, Curtin is uh, one of the better ones. in. in, And Curtin University is where uh, I had my worst ever comedy gig in my entire life where I was booed by uh, 200 (laughs) drunk students um, because I had been hired by the WA Health Department to give a a comedy show about uh, venereal diseases uh, and STDs. Not venerable. Not venerable diseases. 
but STDs, I was going to a comedy show about STDs, but there's 200 drunk students who booed me for five minutes nonstop until I basically walked off stage silently uh, and, wow. went, and drove two hours to my home. That the famous is that the famous incident where you screamed, "Get herpes!" Then and <laughs> yep, threw exactly. the microphone to the stage. I did say, "I hope you all get herpes." That is, a, that is a, a direct quote. So yeah, pretty accurate there. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I feel like maybe we should take a break. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Saturday Quiz. I'm with Alice Fraser and Sammy Shah, and this is question number six. Georges Cantor, or Cantor, is renowned in which academic field? Mm. Yeah. So Georges, G-E-O-R-G. Why, why, are, you, why are you pronouncing it in, 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 with a French accent? Well. Isn't it George? Not if he's a wanker. Well, there's no E on the end. Oh. So, you know, you've got to give it a little oh, bit. G-E-O-R-G. That's it. Yeah. Oh. Cantor, C-A-N-T-O-R. Well, Cantor means singer. Yeah, it, <laughs> that is king, but I'm not that either. Um, uh, he's no, he's German. He's German. He's a he's either an engineer or a no. He's not a physicist. He's he's not a physicist. He's a mathematician. He is a mathematician. Yeah, oh, well done. Any so, particular <laughs> theorems he's known for? Well, look, yes. In researching this guy, I was really trying very hard to find something. As interesting as, indeed, mm-hmm. uh, John Curtin is. Yeah, how fascinating is that, right? High, <laughs> high bar to hurdle. Go ahead. But I really couldn't find that much. He, he is responsible for set theory, mm-hmm. which I actually don't know what that is. That's where so, the forks go on the left and the knives go on the right. Yes. Yeah. According yeah, to a mathematical theorem. No, I know his like name that. because I... Uh, once was involved in uh, two very much smarter than me young men, uh, Adam Yardley and Benny Davis, writing a song about engineers. And so oh. we looked up engineers and mathematicians. Um, oh, wow. For the Arts Review in many, many years ago. Hmm. See, that sounds fascinating. That's basically the only way an English major learns about a mathematician <laughs> is researching it for an arts but review. I'm surprised <laughs> where, with your uh, your computer science uh Oh, right, yeah. Study course, that, you, that you didn't no. get that, Sammy. I was too busy focusing on binomial theorems at the time, and, and I don't know. I just, that's a, I think that's a thing, right? I remember that being a thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, Georges Cantor is mm. a renowned mathematician. Well done. Question number seven What plant is the source of both linen and linseed oil? Ooh. The linseed plant? Well, yes, it is the linseed plant. So that's the answer, right? But it's also known as something else. Mm. Flax? Yeah, it is flax. Oh, well, well done. done. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would work. It is flax, linen, and linseed oil. Uh, both ah. come from flax. Egyptians loved that. Oof. They did. They, loved they a bit really of flax. did. They'd paper out of flax and papyrus, everything. They loved their everything. Everything. Yeah, they, they mummified everyone in using linen sheets. Uh, using the good linen. Yeah. Um, it's funny. They didn't use Egyptian cotton. You would have thought that that's what no. they would have done. At <laughs> exactly. least 500 grade. But, uh, uh, yeah, clearly they chose linen, which uh, makes no, you wonder No, they went about, with linen. Yeah. But, mm. but mm. since you're both comedians, mm. you might be interested to know that the word heckle comes from the name of the rough metal comb-like implement used for threshing flax fibres before it can be spun into linen. There you go. Really? How about that? Yeah. How did it? So what's the? How did journey from there to a, a drunk punter calling you unfunny? <laughs> well, I think because it's uh, you Disrupted. know you do it. Yeah, in quite a kind of ah. dragging, kind of tearing apart yeah. fashion. I think that's where I always it thought it was from. the gossip, the gossip mag- magazine mashup name for the love <laughs> child of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> Heckle, yeah. yeah. All right. Question number eight. With seventeen gold medals, in which position did Australia finish on the gold medal table? Of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, do you know where we finished? Alice, you're the you're the one who's got more sports aptitude than I do. <laughs> no, I definitely the don't watch. Of the group. <laughs> we did well, didn't we? Didn't we, we were on a leaderboard. We did do well, kind. yeah. I, were we the most medley? No, no. certainly not the That'd most be America medley. Or or could... Japan? Yes, the United States of America came first. The People's Republic of China came second. Mm-hmm. The host nation, Japan, came third. Then I reckon we were probably fourth. No, we weren't fourth. Then I have Who no idea. Fourth? That was a guess at best. Fourth was, yeah, well, have a, have a guess. Who might come fourth? Wait, you said uh, America, China. What is the number three? Japan. America, China, Japan. Russia, number four. No, Russia was number five. The UK, Whoa, Great Britain. Really? They still got that leftover, leftover uh, sports investment from GB 2012. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, then I guess uh, we're number seven. We're number six. Oh, damn it. Number six. I was just counting my way down. You know what? I I feel like we should do better than Great Britain. They don't have much space. We can do better in so many sports than them. Well, I console Um, myself with the fact that the entire investment into GB 2012, their Olympic mm. Stadium, the winner of the entire Olympic Games was Frank Lowy, who's the boss of Westfields, who built a Westfields that is in between the train station and the Olympic Stadium. Wow. So in order That's to get into ahead. the Olympic Stadium, you need to go through a Westfields. Nice. And I feel in that way Australia <laughs> really won. We, we kind of yeah, won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, question number nine. In Greek mythology, who is the goddess of sexual love and beauty? Aphrodite. It is. Yeah. Mighty Aphrodite. Well done. There we go. That's pretty easy. There you go. Yeah. Straight <laughs> um, for Alice, not for me. I was going Athena, but then I was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Lucky. Lucky you're here. Well, that's Alice. because uh, that's because you like smart women. You think that's smart why. Women are sexy. Yes, that's right. Yes. 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 <laughs> All right, and we're up to the final question. Question number ten: Who is the host of the current season of Australian Survivor? 
Oh, if it's not Osher Ginsberg, I have no idea. No, it's um, was he? No, I it's was a thinking man host country. I didn't even think of the actual oh. human being. I was thinking <laughs> Ghana. Like where do we, you know, they always? Because they always do that, right? They take Australian celebrities and throw them in some like developing nation and act like no one could ever live here except all the locals are walking past. <laughs> or am I thinking of I'm a celebrity? Get me out of here. Yeah, I think you. Well, there was a celebrity version of of uh, Australian Survivor. Okay. But that was some years ago. That All was right. in uh, 2006. So it's an American actor. No, it's an Australian. It's not Vince Colosimo. No, but you might know him more as an um, f- from his American work. Ben Mendelsohn. Oh. No, 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 no. He's, no, he's, he's no. <laughs> Greg I, I, Fleet, you know. <laughs> I have his face in my head, I think. He has think, a possibly I, more famous older brother. Oh, oh well, uh, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a Hemsworth. I didn't mean not to one of the slag off uh, uh, Liam Hemsworth. No, um, a Italian surname. Yes, I know, I know. I know the one. I can see his head in my head, but I yeah. don't. I don't know the names. This is this is absolutely not my area. I was not allowed to watch television as a child. And, well, uh, yes, but you can watch TV now. Yeah, he's on TV. No, still you can, right but it now. never. It genuinely never occurs to me to do. I've been brainwashed. You're you're not a Survivor fan, Sammy. I have never watched a reality TV show in my entire life. I uh, really. I, we did try bringing Survivor to Pakistan at one point. We had one season oh. of Survivor Pakistan. We bought the official franchise. I was part of the ad agency whose job it was to bring it to Pakistan. And it's a really? true story. We took them up north to where the glaciers and everything are where it's really ice cold and we took them all up there and the guys who were part of the survivor you know the contestants basically found out we gave them a goat and their job was to kill the goat and cook the goat and all of that stuff <laughs> but what they did was they traded the goat for a generator with a village nearby and they started getting electricity going and it was like a that whole is thing. brilliant one guy lied on his form had a heart attack had to be airlifted out because he would have died up there because the oxygen was so thin it was a disaster we only had one season never did oh again oh my god it sounds fantastic yeah, I want to watch it it was so now great. I'm not a reality television or a television person but I am going to find the first season of Pakistan <laughs> Survivor, yeah, really but you weren't the host, Sammy Shah. Why weren't you the host? No, no, I was at, I was working in an ad agency at the time, and so our job was to do the branding and the advertising. And I think it was called wow. Mountain Dew Survivor. Like we got go branding by Mountain Dew. Oh. <laughs> wow, <Okay. laughs> um, J L P are kind of his initials. John Luke Picard. <laughs> John no. Luke Picard. Sci-fi. No. Yeah, no. Jonathan is his first name. I'm out. I don't know a single Jonathan. His his name is Jonathan Lapalia. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I know his head. Familiar. What yeah. does his head look like? I'm gonna Google that right now. Channel Nine still holds the rights for the US version. And it had a season of Australian Survivor in two thousand and two with Lincoln Howells as host. Then in 2006, get this, the Seven Network used a loophole in Nine's contract to make a celebrity version. So they just went, well, we can, we can make a celebrity survivor and call it celebrity survivor. It's totally different, right? And they had Ian Dicko Dixon as host. And then uh, in 2016, Channel 10 
revived it with Jonathan LaPaglia as host. I take it back. The Trials, Tribulations and Biography of John Curtin was actually far more fascinating than I, <laughs> in, in retrospect, realised, given this story you just landed on you us. Know, you know, like my, my backgrounding of, uh, of, of the hosts of Survivor? <laughs> uh, that's fine. That's fine. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Alice Fraser, Sammy Shah, thank you both so much for doing the quiz. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You did exceptionally well, I reckon, on for quite a, a tough week. Yeah, I feel like our a cooperative approach to answering the question mm. um, as a team rather than as oppositional. Is, yeah, is this is what happens when you get two English probably. majors together. We, we, exactly, <laughs> you know, we, we lack the cutthroat instinct. <laughs> yes, and Sammy, tell me where, where can people hear you or see you? Um, well, if you are a fan of the Gadfly column that I used to write for the Saturday paper, it is now continuing under a different name, News Weekly, over at Patreon.com/slash Sammy Shah. S A M I S H A H. Excellent and. What about you, Alice? Where can we hear or see you or read your stuff? I have a weekly show called The Gargle, uh, which is like a glossy magazine. And I have uh, Tea with Alice, which is fortnightly. And that's interesting conversations with people. And then I have a monthly podcast called The Last Post, which is a new satire show set in an alternate dimension. All of my stand-up specials and blogs and podcasts and things can be found via my Patreon at patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. Excellent. Well, thanks, you two. Thank you. See you next time. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Saturday Quiz. Thanks for listening. Thank you to those of you who have taken the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. There were a couple of new ones this week. I always like hearing what you think of the show. Big shout out to the listeners who support this show, especially Graham, my number one fan, who was actually the one who suggested I get Sammy Shah as a guest. Thanks, of course to Sammy and Alice for coming onto the show. And thank you to Cindy McDonald for writing the questions. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.